Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. Welcome to another edition of Compliance Beat, and this time I wanted to talk about three reasons you might want to consider an external compliance risk assessment, assessment, review, whatever you want to call it, an external review and report on your program. Now, we always preface this discussion by saying uh, both the sentencing guidelines and guidance from the Department of Justice do not explicitly state that an organization must go to an external source, resource, um, uh, uh, to get an, a, a review of their compliance program or an assessment or risk assessment of the, the uh, compliance environment for the organization. These are things that can, uh, following the guidance uh, from the Sentencing Commission and following the guidance uh, from the Department of Justice, be done internally. And in fact, traditionally, uh, I haven't seen data here recently, but data from a couple years ago, like in the 2015-2016 range uh, that was collected, sh showed pretty consistently that the vast majority of organizations still do most of their compliance program assessment, per compliance program review internally. And it's something on the order of, of uh, three quarters of, of organizations. My best guess is that's changing and that you have a higher percentage of organizations that are working with third parties, if not every time they undertake this process, at least periodically. Um, and I think it's probably a smaller percentage of organizations that go external. Uh, but, but it's still, I think, probably fair to say that the majority of organizations conduct these sorts of reviews internally or just don't do it at all, which is also probably a large percentage, unfortunately. Um, but there are three things, three three uh, key reasons why I think it can be helpful and important to at least periodically undertake uh, engaging a third party, an independent uh, review of your compliance program. Uh, first is uh, the, the, the key thing that recent guidance from the Department of Justice has, key, has really focused on with regards to... Um, uh, review of your program and risk management generally is methodology. Uh, the memo, which was updated uh, back uh, in April of last year uh, and going back to the original iteration of the DOJ memo back in 2017, which we've talked about many times on this podcast. And if you want to go back and uh, have a deeper dive on, on the most recent iteration of the memorandum, you can uh, catch some of those episodes. Uh, it's interesting that the revision last year leads off starts uh, the uh, listing of important criteria to evaluate an effective compliance pro program with risk assessment under the is it well designed uh, category. That's the very first topic, substantive talk topic that's discussed in the memo. Uh, that is obviously not the order it appears in the US sentencing guideline standards in chapter eight of the guidelines, but that is the determination was made in ordering the memo and discussing these topics that that was topic number one. And I don't think that's an accident. Uh, and methodology gets mentioned 
frequently in the discussion uh, of this uh, updated memo. And that to me is one reason you wanna go with a third party potentially. You can develop your own methodology. You can find information out there. Uh, you can benchmark with peers uh, and put together your own methodology for a program assessment. But when you're dealing with an organization or um, a group or, or professionals who have done this sort of assessment in the past, and I'm you know, obviously speaking from experience here and having done this, uh, you learn after you've gone through multiple iterations and that refines and adapts the methodology that you use uh, when you're undertaking a program assessment. Uh, if you're just doing it for the first time uh, or if you've only developed your methodology internally and haven't benchmarked, it, benchmarked that methodology, then you are, um, you know, you're, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions. And those assumptions may be good assumptions, and those some of those assumptions may not be uh, so good. And there may be gaps uh, in your methodology that you just aren't aware of because you've developed it internally based on your organization and sort of the unique uh, aspects of how compliance operates in your organization. Um, just to give a really easy example, if uh, you are... Uh, undertaking a compliance program assessment and part of that review is looking at your reporting uh, process, your reporting system, your anonymous reporting mechanism and how reporting happens organically throughout the organization. You're going to base it on how you collect information. In many organizations there is a real uh, division uh, between how the hotline helpline anonymous reporting mechanism operates and how that information is collected and how for instance information that is collected by hr or compliance or legal or by management and generally is escalated through the organization and how are you going to know what uh, uh, what parameters you should be looking for and what you should be comparing that to if you are only looking at your system that you have developed um, now, it may be that you are, are conducting some sort of informal benchmarking or formal benchmarking process, and that's great, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. And I think it's helpful uh, if you are striking out for your first time uh, in conducting one of these reviews to bring in a third party, even if you don't hire that third party to do everything, maybe you only hire the third party to help you put together the methodology and the process that you're going to undertake for the program assessment internally. Um, certainly I've done that in the past where I've helped put together a methodology that would be a repeatable methodology, for example, for an organization to undertake a self-assessment on a regular basis. So methodology is important. And that's one reason why you may want to consider uh, uh, going outside the organization for your program assessment. The second is simply resources. And primarily I'm talking about time. Just as when we talk about any project on this podcast that has to do with uh, a compliance initiative, whether that's a code of conduct or setting up training or setting up a monitoring system, it always takes, or, or, or even uh, recently we've been talking about communication, it takes much longer than what you think typically. And this is particularly true about a program assessment. It's not abnormal uh, when I'm working with an organization for a program to a program assessment to take you know six months. 
Uh, now that's not going to be constant work, but you have different aspects of a program assessment, particularly if you're looking at all aspects of your organization, that this is going to take time. Uh, that's time out of your already probably multiple duties uh, that you have to undertake as a compliance officer. So resources, having the ability uh, to throw uh, manpower and uh, tools and other resources at this project and get it completed in a reasonable amount of time is another reason why you probably will want to consider uh, engaging a third party. The last aspect, and this is probably the most important reason uh, you might want to engage a third party, and this is oftentimes why I find myself engaged uh, to undertake these program assessments, is uh, the same reason you have an independent auditor, and that's independence. That's having a, uh, a, a voice uh, that is not, uh, doesn't have a, uh, a role, doesn't have a stake in the outcome of the um, report uh, and can speak clearly and honestly and sometimes directly about uh, gaps in the program, for example. Um, you know, oftentimes when we're talking about compliance programs, you know, uh, f you know, for example, we're talking about the relationship between the board of directors and the staff of the organization. We're talking about how the board of directors oversee the program we're talking about the training of the board of directors those can be touchy subjects uh, those can be uh, uh, messages that sometimes are better delivered by an impartial uh, professional outside third party than the compliance officer who's trying to develop those relationships and maintain those relationships uh, there are oftentimes uh, during uh, when you are uh, providing the results and, and the findings and the recommendations uh, from a program assessment, uh, it, it's uh, there. There can be difficult conversations. There can, can be conversations where um, long-held processes and uh, uh, and and uh, traditional ways of doing business in the organizations are in the, in your organization might be challenged. And sometimes it's a lot easier and better and more effective. Uh, to have a third party deliver that news rather than uh, the person who's responsible for the program and ultimately responsible for the budget and, and for any changes to that program. Uh, now, um, you know, this isn't always the case, but, but it's, it's hard to imagine, imagine a program assessment where you're not going to have some news about changes that need to be made. And change is hard, uh, particularly if the changes that are suggested are different from fundamental ways that the organization has operated in the past. And it's just easier uh, to get that, um, that boulder rolled up that hill uh, if you have some third-party assistance very often. So those are just three very discreet, uh, but, but, but I think um, very consistent reasons why you might want to consider having a third party uh, help you, if not uh, do the entire program assessment and risk assessment or program review or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but you, you, you might want to bring somebody in uh, just to help you design it. And maybe even if you have uh, the intent of undertaking 
a periodic program assessment as an internal part of your compliance process, maybe for the initial development of the methodology uh, and process, you want to bring somebody in to consult. Uh, I think that you know makes a lot of sense, even if you don't want to have a third party actually conduct that review. But I think you're going to find as we move forward, uh, particularly on this last point of independence, I think you're going to find that audit committee members and uh, board of directors that are overseeing these programs more and more frequently are going to want to see an independent opinion on the status of the program, the effectiveness of the program. Uh, just as we hire outside auditors to review the books of the organization or we hire outside auditors to review the data security of the organization, uh, I think there's going to be a growing expectation as we move forward that at least periodically uh, there is some sort of outside assessment of the program uh, and, you know, uh, a, a independent look. I don't think that that's unreasonable, and I think you're going to see that um, those expectations more and more often as we move forward. But that, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I've had some conversations here in the last couple of weeks about um, program assessment, and, and it's come up, you know, what, you know, what are the what are the reasons we might suggest having a uh, third party versus uh, conducting it internally? And I think those are three good ones. Uh, as always, if you've got uh, comments or requests for future topics for future episodes or just want to get in touch, uh, you can contact us at compliancebeat.com, moreheadconsulting.com, or you can always email me directly at eric at moreheadconsulting.com. Till next time, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.